Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the most professional podcaster, the Twitterless heroine herself, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, back with another episode, another edition, another week of the hashtag Miranda show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network available on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I I'm always I I, I almost like have this hesitation every time I speak now because I just never know if another sound's gonna come out of somewhere. Is it going to be a duplicate sound? Is it going to be something else? Better? Does that make you happy? I mean, I'm still paranoid. It's still weird. I'm paranoid on my own show. <laughs> Dave? It's, it's, it's me, Dave. All right, hand, you, hands are up. You can see All I'm, right, hands. Going back to the food now. <laughs> yes. I know Greg's eating, man. That's why I am the most professional podcaster. I don't, I mean, okay, I did eat last week, but not during this podcast. No, actually it was that podcast. <laughs> it was, I did eat, uh, but you know what? I get it. I totally understand it. We are busy with our lives. So while he is eating, ladies and gentlemen, let me bring in my co-host, he is the unstoppable one. He is the kingpin of the chairshot.com. I don't know if you know this, but he's also a wrestling promoter. Greg DeMarco. This is such good shit. 
Hi, and, and thank you for having me on your show again. <laughs> Always appreciate longest the opportunity reigning, to come back. Yeah, longest reigning co-host slash guest um, ever. Yes, that's true. That, that is true. true. That that is a fact. Um, but 100%. no, I'm 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 excited to do this week's show. We have well, definitely we have a lot on our minds because we are one week away from uh, not even one week away. We are days away from IZW uh, Wrestling presents Regulate right here in Tempe, Arizona. We'll talk about that very briefly, and we also have a big topic to cover one that we don't normally talk about on the hashtag Miranda show and we're going to be covering major league wrestling and the big reveal of El Jefe what it means for major league wrestling what it means for fans of Lucha Underground we will get to all of that in just a few minutes but first let me jump into Impact Zone Wrestling IZW as I mentioned we are days days with a Z days Days away from Regulate. And this is a, a show with a triple main event. Well, I mean, that's something that you don't see very often, but a triple main event. Uh, we're going to have the very first blood sport match in the state of Arizona with Joe Graves facing Hawaiian Lion. And if you don't know what a blood sport match is, no ropes. Nothing, just the posts, a mat, and two men brawling. Um, winner can only win by submission or knockout. Knockout, yes. Yeah, knockout no pinfalls. or submission. Say that again? No pinfalls, just knockout or submission. No pinfalls, yes. The only way that you can win a match of this nature. Yes. Uh, so that is pretty high stakes. Of course, we also have a strap match between the Navajo Warrior Warrior and Gino Rivera, uh, which this has been building up for months. And as we've joked, but kind of not joked, you all want to see a dead um, because you think that happened in the blood score match, but it may happen as part of the strap match because Gino's in a world of hurting coming to him kind of rightfully so i'm taking nav side on this i mean um, if you go to at izw wrestling az and, and check out uh gino rivera's most recent promo i mean uh, he did not hold back no gino's is a brave brave man the way that he runs his mouth just just the to give the people man, a taste and they I can know. find the full thing there. I'm not going to play it like I did once before. Yes. Um, but he basically said that he was going to make the Navajo warrior bleed so much that they were going to call him Jesus. So there you go. That line, is just line. a taste. Just a taste of what Gina Rivera thinks is going to happen against the Navajo warrior to regulate. Yes. And, of course, we have the IZW World Heavyweight Championship being defended. Uh, the first defense for Thugnificent, who won that belt at Monster against number one contender Watson. So your triple main event happening at Regulate. We also have some other uh, pretty interesting matches. That includes a handcuff match as far as two managers will be mm -hmm. handcuffed. Uh Mike James versus Agula and Johnny Rocks will be handcuffed to Dr. Beaver Las Vegas. Um, so two managers with a pretty long history. 
handcuffed to each other while their clients are in the ring wrestling. Yeah, you know, um, they couldn't stay out of each other's business, so Adrenaline right. decided to just put them in their business, handcuff them, and let these guys finally, finally settle the score. Mm-hmm. We also are going to have an old-school tag team rules match, the Brothers of Wrestling versus Violence of Action. Um, so if you are a fan of tag team wrestling, that is going to be a fantastic match to watch. We also have a no disqualification match, uh, between Morgan and Bran Thorne. This is going to be very contested, very heated. Bryn Thorne is out prove a point that she is not only the future, but the present and now of women's wrestling in Arizona, but everyone has to go through Morgan. Everyone has to go through Morgan. Morgan is the standard bearer. She is what we know in women's wrestling in Arizona. And and Bryn Thorne is making it a point to go right through her and take her out of commission. So, um, and again, lots of talent announcements um, that have been available at IZW Wrestling AZ um, on social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So go check it out um, because there's going to be a lot of awesome matches and appearances um, on this show ticket. It's been sold out. It's been sold out like over a month time. ago. Yeah. Over a month ago, it's been sold out. However, because you listen to the show, we may be able to hook you up uh, possibly with last minute tickets. So please reach out to myself and Greg. You can reach out to me, Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can shout out to Greg at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Just go ahead and follow us for whatever your wrestling needs are. But if you are particularly interested in getting some tickets to IZW Regulate, reach out to us in the next few days. Like, literally, you you have to do it right away. Yeah, Um, I mean, 48 hours from when this thing hits air, like, we're there in the building. Yeah. Getting stuff ready. So. Now, if you missed out, if you can't go to Regulate, don't forget our next two shows have been announced. Grand Prix, which is our annual tag team tournament, will be held on Saturday, August 28th. And Fully Legal will be held on Saturday, November 20th. So if you haven't, you weren't able to go to Regulate, you haven't been able to go to any of the other shows, this is your time. Go ahead, get tickets now. They are available from Grand Prix on August 28th and fully legal on November 20th. Yeah, you know, people always complain because the couch seats go so fast and the front row goes so fast. Well, now this is your chance because when you put them on sale super early, they tend to sit there a little bit longer. So especially for, for fully legal, if you're looking to do that, then that could be your opportunity to take advantage of it and pick up those tickets. So now's your shot. Now's your yes. shot. Now shoot your shot. That's, yes. that's what we're telling you to do. Shoot yes. your shot. Shoot your shot. And again, we are going to be back next week uh, to give a full rundown of what happened at IZW Regulate. So next week, every week is a must watch, see, listen to episode. Uh, but next week is going to be an absolute must watch, must listen. So make sure you stay tuned because we are going to be, you know, revealing behind the scenes information, reviewing matches going over kind of the big moments uh, of the night of IZW Regulate, and that is exclusively on the Hashtag Miranda Show. You're not going to be able to find that anywhere else. Nope. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Nope. Not People are not seeing it this week 
that that's something that that changed this week there's no no video version of of the show simply because of of some location differences so last week to let you know, as you know, we produce shows and put them up. Sometimes when we try to put shows on YouTube, we have issues with certain bits of audio that we may may have on the show. And if you haven't listened to last week's show, and if you haven't, I mean, why? But if you have, then you know that you heard this several times. Well, YouTube didn't necessarily like that the first time I tried to upload the show. Um, they, 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 they kicked it back. Um, sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll censor it. Sometimes they just won't let it go at all. They wouldn't let that one go at all. I don't know if somebody owns, I don't know what the ownership is of that. I don't know. So, but for some, like normally I'm like, okay, whatever. It's not going to work. But for some reason, I was like, nope, we're going to, we're going to figure this thing out. And, and, it, you know, separating the audio from the video and then putting them in differently and then saving the audio file under a different name and a different encoding, whatever. Lo and behold, the show went on and the show is still available over at YouTube, the chair shot, uh, YouTube page, the show is available. Soundbite and all, because I just, you know, wouldn't give up. But they tried. Hi. YouTube tried. YouTube has a system. We got you. We got you. <laughs> this you time. Can't hold us down. This time. You, this time. YouTube 37, Greg DeMarco won. Pretty much. Hey, but that's the one. the one. That's the that's one the in the one. column. That's the one in the column. That's the one. And you know what? I don't know any other way to celebrate that <laughs> victory, the one in 37, than to ask you, Greg. To wind it up. Time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot and IVW wrestling t-shirt today. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You're going to find over 25 different t shirt designs all in support of the chairshot.com and several supporting IZW Wrestling. So if you're not able to attend regulate, maybe you live in another state, maybe you're going to be on vacation, maybe you got to work. Hey, that's okay. What you can do is go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and see about a good amount of cool IZW t-shirts, lots of different logos. And on top of that, you can get different designs and colors for your t-shirt. And a special thing we do at every IZW show, if you are wearing an IZW t-shirt, you may be eligible to win tickets to the next IZW show. So it's an investment worth making. It's an ROI in there. You spend money on a t-shirt and you win, you get the opportunity to possibly win tickets that then you don't spend money on and i mean the t-shirt pays for itself really at that point so might as well go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot there you're also going to find t-shirts in support of the chair including multiple always use your head t-shirts of course the og chair shot logo and lots of other shirts including the chair shot worldwide the chair shot brewing company t-shirt which i realized i don't give enough enough love to 
It's a great logo, great color scheme, Chairshot Brewing Company. I love it. You guys need to love it. Go to wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you're also going to find, of course, everybody hates Greg. It just is. Just like Baron Corbin sucks. Just is. But you can also get your Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, which you can get in multiple sizes, colors, and of course, styles. It is available in Soft Style. Thank you very much for asking. With sleeves, without sleeves, I got you covered because I want what's best for you. And what's best for you is a Queen of Soft Style shirt that you can find at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Can I, can I just aside, make a comment? that yes, We record this on Tuesday nights, and, and I never have a chance to watch NXT before we record this. I just found out that Bobby Fish came back, and I'm so happy. Like that like, did happen. It's it's the undisputed happen. era is is dead. But I Bobby Fish because of his injury issues that he's had throughout his career in NXT. Like I just assumed this was it was done for at this point. And the fact that he's back and I love the whole line. Like I'll deal with you later. I'll see you when I see you. I got my own scores to settle. I'll see you when I see you. That's interesting because I don't really know what scores Bobby Fish has to settle. But it's going to be very fun and very interesting and, and probably with Adam Cole because everybody wants Adam Cole. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah. That, that's, it's, you know, slightly surprised and very happy. That's all I'll say. NXT continues every week. It is one of, if not my favorite wrestling product. Continues period. to amaze. I, it's it's the best wrestling product out there. It's, it's barring none. Yeah, I'm biased, it, right? I'm saying that as it, as what my personal favorite is. Yes. But I think overall with the storytelling, the matches, um, the show structure, I think it has the best of everything. Does it, you know, knock it out of the park every week? No. But even no on a does. bad day, just like pizza, it's still good. You know, like <laughs> no, no show knocks it out of the park every day of the week, but there's one show that knocked it out of the park four times a year, and that's IZW. Oh, like that. See, I got that in there because you got to, you got to. That's what she said. Um, so <laughs> speaking of shows, I don't, I don't really know how to transition into that. Right how can you, you not? I with look, me? look, uh, how can you not? I, I just. Need to stop having the humor of a teenager. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. No, you really so, you, you can't stop having humor. that humor. Just live on forever. It's such it's good shit. I can't avoid it. So, Greg, we're going to be talking about a show within a show. Yeah, if that's right. not Inception, I don't know what it is. But 
as I mentioned and teased at the beginning of the episode of today's episode, we're going to be talking about Major League Wrestling, a, a promotion that I don't really talk about on this show. I think it flies under the radar for, for lots of people. Um, I became more familiar with it really over the past year um, as just learning more uh, about it. Attending my first MLW show actually back in January of 2020 when I was Dallas for Impact, I got to take some time to go to my first MLW show. And then from there, been watching it a, a little bit more attentively um, for the purposes of, you know, uh, Lucha Libre, but also because I think the product is very interesting. Um, they were gone for a while. They've come back. It's available on YouTube every week. Um, every Wednesday, also Bean Sports and FUBU. Uh, and then also just recently, um, they have signed a television deal with Vice TV to air on Saturday afternoons. So Major League Wrestling, a much smaller promotion, but putting out some great content uh, and matches. It's only one hour a week as well, which is a lot more digestible than some of the other wrestling products out there. But MLW definitely got some some notoriety this week, a big push from a, a very big reveal from a storyline that's been going on for the past really few months. So a little bit, you know, like to do a little bit of context. So just warning you so we don't yell at each other again um, for another 30 minutes. You know, it felt longer. Like when I looked and listened yeah. back to that show, we didn't yell for each other very long. No, but of course it not. Felt that longer. was just the, that was the, uh, that was the, 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 the culmination, you know, that was the big moment. You can't, yeah. you know, that was it's, big like, moment, it's yeah. like when you listen to this, this, this soundbite, the, the boom is at the end. There's a lot of stuff that leads up to the boom, but the boom is the best part. But if the boom were the whole soundbite, then that would just be overkill. Got to build to it. Got to build to it. So going back to MLW. So the storyline with MLW and Azteca Underground started when MLW kind of came back from the pandemic and there had already been established, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily faction, but um, entity within MLW, business entity from Selena de la Renta. And that is Promociones Dorado. And she oversaw and managed Promociones Dorado, which then encompassed primarily Latino Lucha Libre, wrestlers under this you know business umbrella and she managed uh everyone within that uh business holding very very professional um and and that had been going on for quite some time um and anywhere from being able to executive produce um, a certain amount of episodes of mlw fusion every year to you know all of the wrestlers under her uh business dealings that included Low Key, um, Los Parks, um, and, and you know even courted Gino Medina at one time. When we came back from the pandemic and MLW Fusion started to run again, it was announced that Promociones Dorado had been acquired, had been bought out uh, by a new business entity called Azteca Underground. And when that came announced, announcement came, a lot of people started to think, "Huh, that name sounds familiar." Sounds familiar. Where have I heard that name before? So as the weeks went on, uh, there was more news about, you know, and, and mystery shrouded behind 
Azteca underground, we got to know that there was El Jefe, a, a boss in charge of Azteca underground, and that, you know, Selena de la Renta was doing El Jefe's bidding. Um, there was a lot of associates within Azteca underground, keeping an eye on her, keeping an eye on all of the, the talent within Azteca underground. And then was the speculation of who could El Jefe be? And even within, um, you know, uh, storylines, you know, you got kind of hints here and there um, and even got some social media and, and magazine spreads about who possibly could be El Jefe. And of course, there was lots of speculation based off of the name, you know, is this an association to another former wrestling product that fans have been really interested in? What is this all about? Last week on the season finale of MLW Fusion, it was announced we got to know who El Jefe is. And though they didn't announce him by name, you got to see his face. And for those of you who are familiar with Lucha Underground, it was Lucha Underground's Dario Cuento. Um, again, they did not mention him, Dario Cuento's name, but no. all of the signs. Well, you and, talk about, it's funny you talk about the signs. There was literally a sign on his desk that says yes. Dario Cueto on it. And then so he, it, it's, it's, you know, the Dario Cueto nameplate was right there. And yeah, man, he's, he's back. He's back. So now uh, we have our coming to the conclusion that Lucha Underground may be coming back in some way, shape or form in conjunction under Major League Wrestling. Um, now the way that they did this reveal as far as timing was brilliant because this was the season finale of fusion. They are going on a break until they return on July 10th when they have their first live event. And that was also part of the vignette, um, that we saw at the end of last week's fusion. Um, and we're going to just keep saying Dario and, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but Dario received a phone call mentioning that he, you know, was invited or would be able to come to or was just going to plan to show up to MLW's event July 10th in Philadelphia. So we are going to get him in a live capacity. And that could be where we see the launch of Azteca Underground. So it does seem like we're going to have an element of Lucha Underground maybe reincarnated within MLW, a newer name again. Azteca Underground, but very similar, like literally very similarly. And of course, there's lots of reasons why they can't use Lucha Underground, lots of copyrights, trademarks, lawsuits, all of that. Um, but also in some ways, I think it's, it's somewhat better that they're using things that are familiar. You're saying it without saying it. Um, but at first I kind of want to, now that we've kind of set the stage, you know, the, the big reveal, you know, what are your thoughts initially greg about this this idea or this potential of lucha underground or an element of lucha underground coming back within you know the the mlw umbrella i mean first of all as a fan of lucha underground um 
everyone was gone, everyone missed it, right? It was, it was, it lived in its own world and it definitely was a situation where you couldn't do it anywhere else. I mean, they were killing people off. They were doing all sorts of things that Impact Wrestling has tried, but they've not been able to capture the magic that was Lucha Underground. It was just so specific and so different and so wonderful that you really had to have it the way it was. And it's really hard to replicate. Now, when Dario Cueto showed back up on on MLW as the person behind Azteca Underground and revealed that he would be there in July in Philadelphia. Um, it really, uh, it brought that back, right? It brought that feeling back. Dario Cueto was such a big part of Lucha Underground and he came in as an outsider, right? He's a commercial actor who then ended up in, in Lucha Underground and just knocked it out of the park with this role. And now he's back in it. And and I'm just excited to see where they go next. Mil Moretes was already competing in MLW under that name. And, and so you talked about the copyright issues. And I don't I don't think that's a hurdle. Because first of all, if it was gonna be a hurdle, even what they're doing would probably be a copyright violation. Like it's just it, one of the things that you see in copyright claims all the time is confusion in the marketplace. And mm-hmm. it damn sure looks and feels like Lucha Underground. I mean, his office was the same thing. He had the bull oh, that yeah. he used to kill people. Same, like, yeah, same. It's all the same. He had the name yeah. Dario Cueto Even on the name plate. look at the logo of Azteca yeah. Underground, it's very, it's very, very similar, similar. And they've shown some of the background graphics and everything. Like, it's looked just like Lucha Underground. So, my belief... And I don't have information on this. It's not like what I'm talking about Daniel Bryan's contract. My belief is that some of that has already been cleared. I don't know who owns actually the intellectual property for Lucha Underground. If it was El Rey Network, if it was Robert Rodriguez, I don't know. Court Bauer has not gone about business in a way where he would walk that fine line if things weren't in order. So I tend to believe that that... Those I's have been dotted. Those T's have been crossed, in my opinion. I don't know for sure, but... I just think this time it's legit and, and it's on on the up and up. So I honestly believe that that that's there. And remember, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to go into that next point because you probably will. But um, but my reaction was definitely a positive one. Uh, I stood up and cheered because there's few characters, especially now that Jinder Mahal is back. There are few characters that I miss more in wrestling than Dario Cueto. And so... To have him back in a capacity is a home run for me with MLW. Yeah. I mean, I think after a while, fans started to put the pieces together, started to get a sense of, you know, knowing what it could be. But also, I think the surprise of the fact that could they do this? And I I absolutely agree that I don't think MLW would take a risk. I think they're able to navigate this through, you know, all of the, the right channels and also reinventing this to be something different, having kind of elements of Lucha Underground that are familiar, but also not blatantly being Lucha Underground. And that's also kind of a cool testament of Lucha Underground when it has such unique elements that as a wrestling fan, if you could see it like the Red Bull, like the lighting, like, you know, um, Dario, uh, like, you know, his his office, all of these things, you know, the fact that you can look at it and instantly recognize it as, oh, I remember that from Lucha Underground, or that looks like very Lucha Underground, is a testament to really the vision and creativity that that show really had. And the fan, the fact that I think a lot of people were very excited and happy about this return is that, you know, 
fans missed it. It was one of those things that ended too soon. And also, um, and and we'll kind of jump into this a, a little bit more later, but also the fact that you have the luxury of having history now, having time to reflect, having time to know what worked and what didn't, what was successful, what didn't. Then in this new iteration and this new start, you can focus on the good and what worked and then kind of adjust what wasn't good and, and what was kind of bad. Yeah. Um, now, going back to the whole Dario Cueto uh, name, that has been something that shortly after um, the season finale of MLW Fusion aired, MLW did announce that the actor... Uh, Luis Fernando Fernandez Gill has been signed to a multi-year deal with MLW. Um, so that this is a long-term deal and, and project, which again, I think for a lot of wrestling fans is unique, but also re- recently it came out that MLW has filed a new trademark for a new name. Um, so that is also uh uh, something that how you work around that um, right. it's been as far as the the paperwork that has been filed uh, as part of the trademark um, the new name is Caesar Duran um, so we don't know that yet as far as if that's the official name I'm sure we'll find out we also soon. don't know if that's for but, Dario or not yeah yeah I think so I mean there is definitely some association where it makes sense that if they put him under a new name, um, again, for trademark reasons, but also if you're going to relaunch, I don't, and I think enough people know who he is visually, you can change the name and still have kind of the, the same impact. Yeah, so, it's hard because um, you could call him El Jefe, but let's be honest, like most Latin American shows get real stereotypical and have a character that's El Jefe. So it'd be hard to just call him El Jefe and uh-huh. not feel I think it, Yeah, I think he will always have that title as far mm-hmm. as how he's more formally addressed. But when you think about maybe in promos, think about those baby faces or those good, or even the bad guys who start to address him, you're going to need more of a formal name outside of El Jefe. Um, but I think that El Jefe is going to be the nickname. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, the name that instills fear. It's that next level name. Like, for example, if it is Caesar, Caesar Duran, great. Right. You address him, still pretty intimidating. But when you take it to the next level, El Jefe, you're talking in a different way, in a different demeanor about him. You know some people so, will hate on it, though. Like, I, that's just I, I like that as a nuance. Some people will hate on it because that's just what they do. And and just like people oh, still yeah. complain I, about I mean, Santos nobody, Escobar. Like, we like see they it do. all the time. Yeah, People will still complain and, and do whatever – and and that's just whatever it is. But be happy he's back if he's Dario Cueto. Because, again, Cesar Duran could be anybody. Most of the talent that was in Lucha Underground is not available to MLW at this point. Most of them have gone on to, to bigger and better things. And so, again, that could be a totally different character. We have no idea. There's so little that we know. And MLW has always been really good about keeping these things quiet because most of the talent that talks now works for AEW, so it doesn't matter. But it's it's really in a situation where they can do something special and different and, and not that's why no one knew this was coming. You talked about how there was some some talk, whatever. There was speculation that this had to do with Lucha Underground. I also think there was hope that this had to do with Lucha Underground. Oh yeah. I think it was I don't hope. think anybody think it knew. was this defeated hope, but also a lot of people wondering how the hell could they do this? Um, because of there's, there's lots of, and I can't, I'm not going to sit here and claim to know all of the details about 
you know, all of the copyright and right. ownership, you know, challenges with, with Lucha Underground. If you want that, check out Mass Mats and Mayhem at luchacentral.com. Um, that is a podcast dedicated to Lucha Underground and the team there has a full encompassing history and knowledge set on Lucha Underground and all of those elements. So I'm not going to stay, stay here and claim what I know, but it is much more of a complicated situation than what maybe we've seen in other wrestling promotions because it wasn't a really a wrestling promotion it was a tv show that was owned by a a network so that deals then with lots of different business you know dealings and copyright challenges and and it's not its own you know say like when wwe bought out evolve you know and they were able to take all of that on that was because Evolve was a wrestling company, wrestling promotion. Lucha Underground was a TV show that focused on wrestling. And, you know, that was owned by a network that, as you mentioned, Greg, is no longer in existence. So lots of, of right. complicated things and trademarks on there that for, I think, a lot of fans just never thought you never to have it. And you never thought that another you know, TV show would, or television company would pick it up. Um, I think it would definitely never thought that a actual wrestling promotion could pick it up and incorporate it into its own product either. I just don't think people thought that. So I absolutely agree with a lot of wishful and hopeful thinking, but also a lot of skepticism of it can't be Lucha Underground. How the hell would that even work? Yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting. It really is, and it's it's it is gonna be. It's fun to answer those questions, and I'm glad that MLW is in a position where we tend to not know the answers to those questions ahead of time. They tend to keep those things close to the vest. What we do know is is the temple is being rebuilt, so this seems like it's going to exist somewhat in separation from MLW's normal wrestling product because there'll be a temple involved. Is that are there going to be tapings in the temple? Is the temple going to be more cinematic? Who knows? Is the temple what's going to be more featured on Vice TV versus what's going to be on, you know, be in sports and, and fusion? Is that going to be a different show? Like we don't know much about what's coming on Vice TV either. So there's just a lot of variables at play that are going to make what happens in July. And I don't think we'll get all the answers in July either. I think it's going to be something that rolls oh, out. Oh no, over time. I think it'll be more drawn out. And yeah, I think and that's again, that was this season finale of MLW felt very much like a season finale of Lucha Underground where you get left on, you know, uh, uh, on a cliffhanger ending and you don't know what's going to, to happen. And I, but I do think the fact that there are, they are going to address this, you know, in front of a live crowd, we'll get again to MLW fans excited, more people coming to that live event in July to know what's going to happen next with Azteca underground and all of the questions that you have, because you're absolutely right. That really hasn't been talked about, revealed, and it probably won't. They're going to keep a lot of this close to to the cuff. But I do think going back to, you know, history being on their side now is that there's now been a, a fan base who have discovered Lucha Underground far after it stopped. And now with this possibility of, like you said, a, a new temple being built. Um, and, and is it going to be in conjunction with MLW tapings or different, whatever that may be, the fact that we're still probably going to get an opportunity to relive and restart 
um, Lucha Underground as Azteca Underground is going to seemingly keep all the best elements and hopefully excel in some of the challenges they've had, which, again, you know, as a, a lot of the talent you said are no longer you know, or, or all over the place too. We've gotten to hear stories about what worked, what was successful, you know, what, what talent was worth bringing in and excel, what wasn't. Um, so now I think they are afforded some of that and they can build new stars because a lot of people that they did bring in were fairly un- unknown outside of, you know, a lot of, there was definitely a good amount of luchadors who, mm-hmm. you know, were already well known. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't, do that again with other luchadors that are well known on top of other independent talent that could be brought in on top of just the talent that's already on the MLW roster. Um, There's nothing to say that they couldn't come in and and do that. They already kind of slowly started to do that when they brought in Mil Muertes. And of course you have Los Parks. MLW has an association and partnership with AAA. So that also could lend itself well, you you do have a, a bit of a of a, a lucha libre scene already there, even with Gino Medina and Senshi. Um, Laredo Kid has been featured. So already you have some elements already built in within MLW. Um, that does and then that's you know the world of possibilities uh, outside of MLW to build this up to me is fascinating. To me, it really could be one of the most exciting things to happen in pro wrestling in quite some time. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's ironic or maybe it's poetic. I don't know that Dario Cueto's return is going to take place in Philadelphia at the former ECW arena because Lucha underground to me is very much for for today's wrestling fans is their ECW for the old school wrestling fans mm-hmm. and and everyone yeah. WCW revival didn't work out you know there's a lot of things that came back and didn't work but despite the way it returned in the past people still hold ECW in a very special way and people still hold Lucha Underground in a very special way and no one we didn't really call it that at the time but that was kind of if there was going to be a modern day ECW, which was different, it was fresh, it was it was just just completely changed the game a little bit. That was Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground was really the modern version of ECW, despite so many so many people that tried to be because it didn't try to be the modern version of ECW. It decided to come out and be its own individual, completely different thing, and that to me is what set it apart and, and, and is what made it exciting. So I think that. And, and so those worlds are going to collide a little bit because the Philadelphia faithful, some of them ECW mutants will be in the crowd and they will give Dario Cueto a hero's welcome when he comes back and is in Philly and making his return. And it's going to be those, the only way those two worlds can really collide is having Dario in the ECW arena. That's exactly what's going to happen in a couple months in, yeah. in July. As an aside, actually, no, I'll, I'll wait till the second commercial break to do, to do what I want to, what I, what I want to have in my brain. So now I'll wait. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. No. And before we get to the the commercial break, I I just want to um, exactly commend as far as what you were saying about that connection between ECW and Lucha Underground, because I do agree that there is, I mean, Lucha Underground is the modern day ECW as far as wrestling promotions that were gone before its time that fans were drawn to after it closed and has a very strong following, Um, you know, We'll go into our commercial break now, but when we get back, I want to talk about what 
you know, the differences may be between the resurgence of Lucha Underground as Azteca Underground and what WWE try to do with ECW. Um, You're also, we will be back. Yeah. You're also going to get on the inside of the commercial break. The reason why what we saw in MLW is my second favorite return for Dario Cueto ever. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. I missed you. And of course you miss me too. But here I am. After all, this is my temple! I created this great temple of violence and it's not the same without me. So, good to sit back again on my chair in my office. Although I really had to redecorate, there were all these stupid candles in here. Don't get me wrong, Katrina did a good job at keeping my seat warm for me. <laughs> But I'm the rightful owner of this. It's me that I'm in charge now. I'm at a cafe. And at the end of the day, this is a business, and you need a business mastermind. I like it. To keep bringing the violence into my temple. Here's your chance to get rich or die trying. When Dario Cueto came back in season two of Lucha Underground during Aztec Warfare and drove Katrina nuts... It's still my favorite moment of the four seasons of Lucha Underground that took place because all the envelopes they pushed on Lucha Underground and, and because they weren't cable, they could swear or whatever. That was the only time there was ever an F word laden tirade. And that took place when Katrina yelling at Dario Cueto, just still one of my favorite moments ever. Of course, it led to just the most amazing debut in wrestling history. And that was Matanza, but who they actually like basically sacrificed the whole company for, but it was just one of my favorite moments. And if they can even partially give that feeling in July, then it's, it's going to be, it's going to be some good shit. Yeah. I, I agree. I definitely um, think that if they can, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to be optimistic about it. So I, and you know, sometimes optimism isn't, it only gets hurt when your expectations are set right. super high. And, you know, the, the company itself or the program itself <laughs> has been gone for a while. And, you know, it is going to probably have a very different vision. Maybe not the exact same look, but probably differences in look. So the fact that it's not going to be exactly the same, but it looks like it will be very close to what we are familiar with is a very good sign before the commercial break we started to talk a little bit about the comparisons between lucha underground and ecw and we talked about this briefly on the lucha central weekly podcast which you could also find on the chairshot.com and luchacentral.com uh when we talked about this story first happening and i kind of was the devil's advocate in this and i still kind of am um as much of an optimist i am i mean we talked about ecw when it was brought back by the WWE and how initially fans were very excited, but you quickly saw that this was not the ECW of old. Do you think fans should worry about that in with Azteca Underground and MLW that 
it changes far beyond what we recognize? Or, you know, is there the hope that it's going to meet the expectations of what fans are hoping for? Well, I'm going to give you a very self-serving answer and you'll see why in a minute. There's two ways they can go. Okay. They can be WWE bringing back ECW or they can be Greg and Steve bringing back IZW. Mm. Right. You've got to do something that doesn't tarnish the original. You've got to do something that doesn't make people upset and, and wish you didn't do it basically. And I don't think anyone looks back and, and thinks, you know what? I'm really glad that WWE CW happened. No one feels that way. And and even though people still bring up ECW, I think it's diminished now because of the WWE return that it had. MLW has yet to really disappoint. So yeah. this is their most risky move in that regard because they have so much goodwill, because fans love it so much. If you lay an egg on this one, then that's kind of your, okay, they're, they're pro wrestling just like everybody else moment. Because now they've gone and screwed something up. They've now they've gone and screwed something wonderful up, just like everybody else has. It, okay, WWE has screwed up lots of things. So had so did WCW. So has AEW. So has Impact Wrestling. So has Ring of Honor. So has everybody. Right? New Japan. Everyone complains about their current booking. Right? Mexico. Everyone complains because their top champions never in the company. Like there's so many different ways that everyone has screwed things up, except for MLW. And so I think your concern is valid because it's wrestling and everybody screws up everything in wrestling at some point. And this could be the MLW screw up that we haven't seen happen yet. I hope not. Well, I was going to say, I think it's because maybe this is the biggest risk they've ever taken. It is very much big risk, big reward. And in some ways, this is one of the more safer risks that you could take because of the fact that already we started to see a lot of elements of Lucha Underground of old that are very comparable and got fans even to speculate this to begin with of the association. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right that everyone messes something up and this will not go perfect or seamless. You know, it's also a very big risk to bring back a well-known entity under this umbrella and expect everyone to fall in love with it all over again. When, again, it's almost this idealization of what it used to be when you, you almost kind of romanticize what used to be and you forget about what was bad. And then when it comes back to reality, all of the things that you romanticize, you know, come back to life and you have the reality sink in and say, man, it wasn't as good as I remember, Um, which I think may be what they could possibly run back into. Um, But I again, I think because of the fact that Lucha Underground is such a different product than anything that you have on television, that made it just people just flocked and were drawn to it. And. I think if they continue to keep at the core, you know, what made it unique, which was a little bit of the cinematography, you know, of the focus uh, of Lucha Libre as a a culture and a ritual and a rite, Um, fantastic, fantastic wrestling. You know, being able to showcase talent that you didn't really see anywhere else. I think it's those elements are are maintained, which I, I feel very positive it will they're going to have a, a pretty successful run. But, you know, it is when you start to modify it so much where it loses that edge. And I think that's really what I think fans from ECW started to, to resent and feel like, 
WWE had completely taken a butcher knife and cut it to a butter knife. So I feel like that Lucha Underground could absolutely fall in that same path, taking the edge out of it. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I feel pretty confident that MLW has an understanding of that, even just in the way that this story has been set up. Um, but I also think it's, it could be timing too, you know, if you don't get enough of it or it ends up, you know, that's, that's another thing too. We don't really know how this is going to air. Is it going to happen, you know, during the same time or during fusion? Is it going to be a separate entity? All of that. You know, there's still so many questions to be answered, which is going to kind of hinge on how successful it may or may not be. But at the end of the day, you know, we are living in a crazy crazy world of wrestling now where the landscape has changed completely too where now you have AEW as its own entity you have things like the pandemic um, but I think one thing too we've talked about a lot is you know cinemagra- cinematic matches have thrived in this era and who did it better the best Lucha Underground so I mean this is also could be a great time where that style and format of matches could be revived and could thrive just based off of the world that we live in. So maybe the stars are aligning. The mind calendar has lined up to be exactly what the prophecy foretold and a return is coming at the exact time that it's needed. Um, I can tell you history's not on their side. Rarely does this go well in pro wrestling. And what I don't want is for this to be because Lucha Underground was like the one thing that had been untouched in in wrestling, and yeah. now it's no longer untouched. Even if nothing more were to happen, you've already opened that door and you've already gone through it, and so now it's it's no longer left untouched. And here we are. There's really no you can't go back now, and so it better be good because the thing about MLW and, and maybe what we'll learn out of all of this is can they survive if this does flop if this mm-hmm. is terrible they're not wwe they're not a major corporation they're not AEW, a major corporation can they survive or if they screw this up are they going to become is that going to be their joke and their thing that we laugh at them for mm-hmm. and will that it, it would i'm not even gonna say will it it would knock them down a notch in the perception of fans and the thing is oh, yeah their fan base is a hardcore fan base and it's the same fan base that still loves and pines for lucha underground so if it works, it's a home run. It's great. If it doesn't work, who knows? Yeah. I'd like to really use the words of the great RuPaul in this time. Um, as she, before a big challenge and, and before, you know, a big cat walk, she tells all the contestants, good luck and don't fuck it up. I feel like those are the <laughs> words. Uh, that I'd like to, to share with MLW and Azteca Underground now um, is, is good luck and don't fuck it up. Fingers well, crossed. that does it for another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you all so much for can I, listening. Can I, on a, can I ask you a, 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 not a yes or no question, but basically a question that you can only give a one word or three letter or whatever answer to. Okay. Related to this topic, but we have not even mentioned the name that I'm going to ask you about. Okay. Okay. Where does Selena Dorenta end up? Huh. It's a good question. 
Because all so- signs say it ain't going to be MLW. No, that that is true. I mean, MLW, and she did announce that she, you know, is no longer with them. So uh, could be a swerve. You know, could be a swerve though. It could it could be a swerve. I don't you know, that's it it, a it's a big. I don't know because in MLW she was really used as as a personality as a manager. Um, she even did you know she was a, an analyst um, for for you know their Spanish commentary. So I mean she could be utilized uh, very very well in any company. Um, it's just such a competitive market out there right now that you just never you know you just don't know where she'll she'll end up or who ultimately has space. Um, I mean, again, talk about bias. I'm biased to NXT. Um, I think she'd be a great fit and personality in NXT. And that's my answer too. That that to me, I think the timing is right. Um, there's nobody there who already occupies a role she could fill. And I think that, you know, because they fired that person last year. And so I think that it could definitely be a great opportunity for her. And I think she's proven she can do it. And this could be likely why she didn't resign because she can't go into bigger and better things. Please God, don't go to AEW. They ain't got room for you. You'll be managing people in the dark on elevation, but I would love to see her pop up in, in NXT at some point over the next, you know, six or so months. Agreed. Continue. So that actually, Yes, that actually does it for the end of this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to follow Greg and I on social media. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the Hashtag Miranda. And you can follow Greg at Chairshot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, you got to go to thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling, news, analysis, sports entertainment, and sports entertainment. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Again, we will be back next week with an exclusive Thechairshot.com. information. Always use your head. I'm really, like I, so legit tired. Like I don't I'm, know if I'm I've not, ever done it at the end I'm of the like, show. I'm just like, legitimately tired of you. So tired of you. So tired of you. So tired of being tired. So tired. But I do this anyway. I do this because I love those who listen and watch this show. Thank you so much uh, for every week supporting the show, for leaving us, you know, your feedback, your comments, all of that. And whatever it is, what you like, what you don't like, you can do that, of course, in your favorite podcast streaming platform. Uh, This show is streamed through Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, um, and iHeartRadio. So go ahead and do that. and subscribe, rate, review, subscribe, and get notifications every time a new episode drops. You can leave a five-star review and, you know, go ahead or rating and then also leave a review. Let us know your thoughts on the show, on the topics, on anything that we talk about. And again, next week, we are going to be doing an exclusive wrap-up of IZW Regulate. So you got to make sure to stay tuned and we will be back on video. So that way you could see these lovely faces talk all about IZW. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style.
¡Viva la raza! TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Wildcard, bitches! Yeah! Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane.